0: your front door, your sanity. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. Um, all right, thank you for joining me. Very excited to be sitting down with the one and only Grant Cardone. Uh, if you are not aware, he is the CEO of Cardone Capital. He's an international speaker, entrepreneur, author of The 10X Rule, creator of 21 uh, best-selling business programs. He owns and operates seven privately held companies. He has a $1.5 billion portfolio of multifamily properties. He was named the number one marketer by Forbes. Uh, he also is the founder of the 10X Movement and 10X Growth Conference, which is the largest business and entrepreneur conference out there. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it.
1: My, hey, thank you so much for having me and thank you for what you're doing. Uh, it's, a, it's a great value that you're, you're exchanging with the public.
0: No, I appreciate it. I think you know the premise of this is everyone has a story to tell. And everybody knows the Grant Cardone that you see on on social, on on uh, you know the all everything that you'd put out there, which is great. But I like to dive into what brought you here. What's your story? How did you get to where you are today? You don't wake up and you and you have uh, 1.5 billion assets under management. That's not how you start. Yeah, so, that,
1: that 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 doesn't happen by accident. And um, so, and that's the good news because if I can do this, anybody can do it. Um, I probably should have. I should be where I am today, uh, maybe a decade ago, but I didn't know, you know, I've been stumbling, I've been stumbling along for 30, 30 years trying to figure out, um, figure out how to, how to, you know, put myself in a little better position than than I grew up in. And so I grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana, middle class family, single mother, my dad died when I was 10. And, we, you know, we were brought up in a kind of a scarcity environment because my mom didn't know how to go get new. She didn't know how to bring new opportunities to the household. It wasn't her fault. It just she wasn't educated on how to do that, like so many of us. So uh, she she then put me on a path to do what society knows to be the traditional things, which is, you know, go to high school, go to college, get a job and try to figure it out. Uh, what they don't tell you through the process is opportunities change, certain parts of the country, you know, do well for a decade, then they don't do well jobs come and jobs go. And, 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 you know, add all that to what do I want to do? You know, what am I passionate about? What am I here to do? Like so many of your viewers, you got to figure out the influence of your upbringing combined with what, what is the marketplace going to reward today? And then add to what is it you are meant to do? What is your unique um, proposition to this planet? Everybody's got one. I've I've just, I've spent, I started my first business when I was 29 years old, 30 years old. Uh, Before that I was preparing myself to start a business and I didn't know it. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't like when I was a kid, I wasn't like, I'm going to own, I'm going to own my own business. I never had that. Even when I was 25, 26, 27, 28 years old, I was uh, learning how to be a little bit more successful than when I was 24. I didn't, I didn't have some, some, oh, I have to be the boss. So it's really, really important for people to understand, like the people, the person you see today, you're getting in on the ride. Yeah. 30 years into a ride, uh, that, that for the most part, I didn't even know where the ride was going to go the whole time, including, including up to 10 years ago.
0: So what, what did you do? Um, when you were younger, was it like, obviously you're like a career sales guy marketer, like, you know, all this like really, really well, like you know this shit inside and out, but, Was it just like, like odd jobs, like, like, you know, like traditional type jobs that eventually were like, you know, I'm done with this. I want to move. And and what sort of like led to you breaking away? Yeah.
1: So look, I worked at McDonald's. I got fired. I worked at a furniture store. I got fired. I worked in a car dealership. I was fired six times from the same guy. I just quit leaving. And uh, I've been fired so many times I finally figured out how to get fired and keep my job. I mean, really. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a sales guy because not because I wanted to, that was not something I wanted to do. Uh, my dad, my dad was a sales guy. My dad told my mom before he died, tell, tell those boys to learn how to sell. He knew he was going to die. And he's like, tell those boys to learn how to sell and they can go anywhere. Uh, I, I didn't know that my mom didn't tell me that until I was like, uh, 25, 26 years old. And I had to take a sales job. She, she wanted me to be a more a a professional. Uh, so I went and got an accounting degree, got out of college. There was 25% unemployment. I didn't know it. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about sales. I didn't, I didn't go to college to become a salesman, but it was the only job I could get when I was 25 years old. It was be unemployed or take this job selling Toyota's. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what a Toyota was this is, this is years ago. Toyota wasn't even uh, a thing yet. And, um, so I took this job that I didn't, I thought it was just going to be a temporary job. I said, okay, I'm gonna do this for until I can get a real job. And that ended up becoming my career. I actually hated sales because all the jobs I had outside of McDonald's were part-time sales jobs. I sold clothes. Yeah, you know, I remember selling clothes. I'd sell, I'd sell an outfit and I'd make six bucks on it. So kind of hard to get excited about $6, but it was $6 more than I had. And I was trying to put myself through college and, and pay for all kind of ridiculous things I was doing at the time. And, um, I, I, I leaned into the sales thing and started learning it. I was just shooting some material today for Cardone university. We, we have probably without me over, um, uh, over promoting my own product we, we probably have the most viewed sales training system in the world today and i'm saying that not to brag but to tell the viewer this came out of a job i didn't want and didn't like but when i leaned into it and said hey i need to commit to this thing because i'm just gonna i have to learn how to do this i have to learn how to bring revenue in and whether I liked it or not, I needed to learn I needed to learn the money game. The money game starts with in accounting, and it, it might have been the thing I learned in accounting as I sit here and tell you this story because in accounting, the top I remember studying financial statements in accounting classes. To, it was accounting um, the principles of accounting. I thought I was going to learn how to make money. That, that, that's not what they're teaching there. but I remember there was on a page in the accounting book, the blue accounting book that I detested and hated there was a page about an income statement and then they would compare income statements in these companies well the top thing of every page was income revenue or gross sales and later looking back didn't know it then but looking back later i'm like oh that's the most important part of a company if it wasn't the most important part of a company they wouldn't put it at the top of the income statement yeah, that's On every income statement everywhere in the world, it doesn't matter whether you're in China or Chicago. The top three lines, they might be different words there. It, it is all describing gross sales, uh, revenue, revenue by department, uh, gross domestic product, how much uh, revenue is coming through a country. That is what determines whether or not a household, a department, or a company is viable. And I have been fighting the top three lines of my personal financial statement, which everybody has one and, and it's called sales. So once I leaned into it, boom, I started making money, man. It was, it was literally that simple. I'm going to learn how to bring revenue into my household. I was 25 years old, had no money, lived in a, uh, lived in an apartment and my rent was $275 a month. I was late on it four times a year. Every three months I was late cause I'd go up and down. And when I leaned into it, I was saying, hey, I made an extra $1,000 when I was 25 years old. I'm like, wow. That was the most important money I've ever made in my whole life because it it gave me an idea that I could control my income, which my mom never knew. See, my mom was scared because she couldn't control income. She could control expenses, but you can only control expenses so far, and then you need money. And this is the same problem the whole world is facing right now with this epidemic that we're going through right now is your income literally got halted then people then people confront a pure s- simplicity of accounting okay i can only get rid of so many expenses and now the world, whole world's like i need to go make money again and i can't
2: cuz i'm quarantined so yeah. you got to get really creative and um yeah so w- w- you know once i started taking responsibility for that i started didn't know it when I was
1: 25, 26, 27, but I was preparing myself to be in business later and, and to build out these companies you talked about.
0: I like, I like that sentiment a lot because it leads into what a lot of people are struggling with. And I actually didn't meet, even mean to go down that road, but the, the way you're positioning it, like, yeah, I think people are, you know, shit's hitting the fan for lack of a better term right now. And you can't go out and get another job. Like if I'm, I'm, I'm in Toronto. So I'm looking at Toronto. I don't think it's half as bad as it is in the States, but I know um, out West we have oil issues and we have unemployment. I think yeah. uh, there's some problems, 25% unemployment. Last time I checked, that's mind blowing stats. If you're 25%, yeah. you can't get a job anywhere. So, Well,
1: know. well, I would, tell, I would say this to you, okay? Uh, our, our, the Cardinal University that I just referred to, uh, that, that's free to the public right now, by the way. We, we, when this thing hit, I'm like, hey, make it free. Let everybody have it. We're going to have massive unemployment in this country. Make it free. People are not going to have money. They need to get a job. The first, the first modules in Cardinal University, There's I don't know, just shy of 2,000 video segments. Everything from how to get a job to how to run a company, everything in between. The first 13 segments is a course on how to get a, your dream job in 72 hours. I just shot the content four days ago. We already have people getting jobs with that content today in this market. And the date on this, so if people see this later, we're April, what? April?
0: Uh, 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 what is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all running together now. <laughs> whatever. So we had, we had 23rd, a guy, we, we dropped 23rd. the content
1: on April 20th. This is shot right now for right this time. This is information that's relevant to what's going on right now with 25% unemployment yeah. with 25, 26 million people unemployed in the last four weeks. And we had a gentleman watch the content got a job 12 hours later, replaced a badge a, a job he had. Cause he was fired. He was let go with a job that's better in this job market. So if you know how to present yourself, if you're truly committed, see, when you, when you run out, when you lose a job and I've lost a bunch of jobs, when you lose a job, the, the truth is people need to confront, get to full acceptance that and understand that once you lose a job, you act, you might not be an engineer or an accountant anymore, but you have a new job immediately. Yeah. And the new job is to get a job. <laughs> right. And, and when that guy heard those videos, I get, he, he watched three of the 12 videos and he basically, I showed him, Hey, look, you're not out of work. Your new work is to get a job and you need to go get a job. Now you can go get an unemployment check if you want to, but sooner or later you're going to have to confront the beast. And the beast is, uh, I, I have this gorilla onto my back wall. It reminds me, confront the beast, bro. Okay? You got to confront the biggest the biggest uh, beast in the jungle. And, and I'm the enemy. In my life, I am the biggest problem I have. And so uh, when you lose a job, first thing you got to confront is you. And say, wait a minute, am I out of work? Oh, no, I just lost my title as engineer. My new job is to get a job and commit to going to get that job. And because people, it, it's gonna be easier to get a job this week than it will be 26 weeks from now. I promise you. Because 26 weeks from now, you're gonna have 25 million people running back to the job market. You wanna go look when they're not looking.
0: You know, I've, I've heard this before with businesses too. It's like all the marketers, uh, you know, put all their campaigns on hold. People don't know how to sell. Well, this is a time when there's no noise. There's no noise right now. So if you know how to do things properly, you have to have that, you know, a little bit of empathy in what you do because everyone's struggling. But if you can do it properly, people aren't, there's no more noise. In fact, I think it's easier to create that connection with, could be for a job, could be yeah, for- You're, you're, you know, you're
1: going to have to be better. You have to be better yeah. now because the, 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 a sale is made when, when certainty that your product or service will solve my problem. When the certainty yeah. goes way up here, you're going to make the sale. When the certainty rots, okay, which is uh, I don't know if I have a job, I don't know if I have money, I don't know if my company's going to make it, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know if I'm going to get sick. There's so many, there's so much uncertainty now that 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 the consumer no longer believes in themselves or their company. So the salesperson or the company today has to reinsure, has to insure, not just reinsure, but insure the certainty of the consumer. Um, and, and you, you, you have to be skilled now. This isn't going to be just about creating a landing page mm-hmm. and an offer unless you're selling masks, <laughs> you know, that's, you're selling masks, mask true. or you're selling gowns or you're selling whatever that thing is, but that's not really selling. Those are, those are orders skill. that skills
0: being taken. That's not skill. Right? Yeah. And
1: that's it won't skill. last, right? We're going to get over this and yeah. to the other side of this where the N 95 people won't even know what that means anymore.
0: Yeah. So, so I love that. Um, let's, uh, you know, I want to, I want to keep going down your path, but then we can pull out some more, uh, cause I, I think that the, the insight into how to get a job right now, stuff like that, that's very important. But I do want to keep going on your story and it up a little bit. So when did you first start, uh, on like the foray of entrepreneurship? When are you, when did you stop working for somebody moved onto your own thing? What was that? Was it uh, real estate that kind of,
1: Yeah, no. So the, the car dealer that I worked for, for, for seven years fired me. Um, it was kind of a mutual firing thing, uh, and, and I went out and started, I went out and looked for another job and I was either going to go sideways, meaning I was going to go horizontal in my job or I was going to go up. And, and I had two choices. One was horizontal, just move to another position in another company or kind of, kind of like what we're going through right now, pivot and move up rather than take a loss and go sideways or down. I decided to take a bigger challenge, something that was scarier, which was speaking Uh, Working for a training company. I was 29 years old went to work for this training company. I did that for two years Uh, And then when that expired that came to an end because of the company Uh, And I went and started my own company So everything I had done prior to that point point the 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 selling the sales the firings the you know losing positions uh, drug addiction that I had for nine years when in my teenage years to uh working for this company, exhausting myself, working for a company that really didn't have long term plans was all preparation the good, the bad, and the ugly of it was preparation for me to start my my own business when i was uh thirty thirty one years old, which was a training company and it took you just me double down on what three- you knew
0: huh you just doubled down on what you knew when you first started <laughs> out with the sales and what
1: yeah. Now it took me, it took me three years to actually make any money. I just went through cash flow. I had a little yeah. bit of cash. I, I went through cash, cash reserves. Um, but that company would become that business, not quitting on that business, even when I wanted to quit on it, uh, would become, you know, a business that does, we do, we do the largest conferences in the world today. It's an eight figure business. Is that what it is? You know, to, does does about 150 million dollars a year between the the seminar business, the consulting business, the educational business, and and our real estate companies. Started buying real estate when I was 30, 30, 32 and a half years
2: old. Um, thought it was aggressive then. I bought, I think I bought um, 160 160
1: units. You know, today today we own just shy of 8,000 apartments.
0: One thing, one thing that I, I want to sort of highlight is you've built all these things, like, you know, even like the training real estate conferences, you've built them over a period of time, but like there, there's obviously it's been purposeful to an extent I'm, I'm assuming, but I'm sure there's also some like, oh shit, this really works. We should double down on that. Yeah. So what's, you know, what's your process and, you know, what's, what you've built out under like the, the Cardone capital empire. And then like, what's, what's next? Like, you know, how do you decide what you want to go into?
1: Yeah. So I'll give you an example. It's a great question. Okay. Like, uh, there's, there's one division, I'm not going to mention what it is, you know, but that we have started three or four times now and every time it's failed,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I know that it's going to be probably one of the most successful things I do. I just cannot figure it out. I haven't figured out. I just can't get everybody to duplicate what, what, what I have figured out in my mind. So we just have not figured out how to scale it yet. So, again, I started it, have scrapped it, I think, four times now. And just recently scrapped an entire department around it. But I'm going to go back and do it. I know I'm going to do it. And I, I, I live off this saying that, like, I heard once, uh, forget who told me, they said, look, if you don't quit, you can't fail. And there, there, there does come a time where you got to quit too. But maybe it doesn't mean quit. Maybe it just means slide over a little bit. But I quit on one thing. I mean, quitting drugs was a good thing for me, right? It just, it, it, it didn't have a benefit and uh, a big enough benefit. And so, yeah, w- w- what we do double down though, or we look at what things, what, what things work. And I think a lot of companies, I know I didn't scale the way I should have because too often I was doing either the same thing over and over and not
2: getting bigger. Like today, when we find something that works, we're like, okay, how do we 10 X that the 10 X rule changed my, my life.
1: People talk about, they talk about online about the 10 X rule is a book that I wrote. It was the third book I wrote and, and people like that book is a game changer. That book's one of the best, you know, best books they've ever written. And it's on a, it's on the most top 10, most inspirational books in the world. But that, that book was written for me. I was trying to figure out at 50 years old, How do I scale? How do I actually go from, in 2008, I think I had uh, 300 apartments. Well, I had 160 apartments when I was 35. So, 35 years old, I had 160 apartments. When I was uh, 50 years old, I only had about 180 apartments. Like, I didn't have maybe 230 or something. It wasn't that much more. From- uh, 2008 till 2020, I went from 160 units, or I guess I had what, uh, maybe 230 units at the time. I'm at 7,700. I have more vac, I have four times more vacancies, three times more vacancies than I owned 12 years ago. Because I learned how to scale. This 10x thing was about how do I take double down. Now, don't just double down. How do I take something that's working and don't do something new? Take something that's working. Uh, I think about Jeff Bezos right now because I'm like, he, he went from, Hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go from selling book bu- uh, books on Amazon to selling everything on Amazon scale. Yeah. yeah. So how do you do that? You, you, you study statistics and you double down when you're winning. So notice I scrap in that conversation, I scrapped one business four times cause I can't make it work. But that doesn't mean we didn't keep scaling the things that did, and it also doesn't mean I won't go back and figure that other thing at the right time.
0: Uh, it's a good, it's a good attitude, and I think it's, that's why it's a, it's a winning attitude when you when you can focus on what's actually working. And obviously, it's you know, like listen, it, it'd be stupid not to say it works. Look at what you have built out, but and, and
1: the, get rid of the ego, get, get yeah. rid of that. <clears throat> like right now in 2020, here we are in April. Right, we have this COVID thing happen, and we have massive unemployment worldwide. Literally a worldwide recession, if not a depression, about to... It, it.
0: And to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Mm.
1: Information right now. This is not the time for me to go try something new. This is the time for me to double down on what's working, how to help people right now. How do I scale Cardone University? How do I help customers? I need to actually contract a second so that I can pull the forces back and prepare for another assault. Yeah, you, you can't just go run out. Uh, like a lot of people think 10X is, oh, all the time you're 10X. Sometimes 10X means I got to contract again, get rid of some stuff so I can double down or 10X on the things that are working so I can move again and set up that other company that I want uh, uh, to. to uh, for, for instance, the real estate. I can't go expand my real estate portfolio in this environment today. Not because I don't want to, but because the markets have seized up I need a second. I need a second for things to relieve themselves, mm-hmm. uh, to to. In order to go back and go from seven thousand units to to fourteen thousand units.
0: Love that's uh, a smart mentality too. Just like level yourself off, even purposefully, like you're yeah. you're leveling yourself off purposefully. Can you um can you can you walk through the ten x rule? Like I know you sort of touched on points, but like just high level, just because some people. may not know like you're known as the 10x guy but what is the 10x rule at its core
1: yeah well the 10x rule first of all the 10x rule is not an idea it's a way of life and and people that go 10x are massive action people and and the premise of the book is there's four levels
2: of action there's you don't do anything you retreat you do average or you go 10x now,
1: the first three, the first three, we, we everybody knows somebody that does nothing, that you call them lazy. Actually, it's impossible to do nothing. But, but just for conversation, we'll say a person does nothing. We know that's not going to work. Going retreating, if you retreat your entire lifetime, it's going to be very painful. Retreating, by the way, is actually takes more energy than just Doing. normal activity, just <laughs> The guys that get up every day and go to work every day, going backwards, making a decision to do something and not doing it is is very painful. A lot of wear and tear going backwards. The third third one is the most damaging of all three, which is normal levels of activity. The acceptable, the average, the, the middle class, the norm, because you get lost. These people get lost. They work every day, they show up every day, they dig ditches every day, they do a good job every day, they're loyal every day, but they never get rewarded, ever. Uh, Number three is the story of my whole life. That's where I operated most of my life.
0: Most people. Normal
1: levels of activity, maybe just above normal, just enough to shine a little bit, but dude, I never went for it.
2: And, and, And so the 10X rule is like, okay, how do I really take some risk here? How do I really put myself out there? Uh, So the middle class of America is basically laid up on number three, being convinced to go to number two and then end up with, basically they'll end up with number one.
0: And how do you suggest somebody takes that move from three to four?
2: Yeah. So what you would what you would do is
1: you, you you need to understand that number three is is the the biggest disaster
2: that we have. It's where all wealth is created on the backs of number three. Uh, the, the 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 wealthy, the wealthy,
1: and this will happen again. We'll come out of this this virus thing. People will go back to consuming again. And they'll go back to debt. They'll go back to borrowing money to buy things they don't even need to impress people they don't even know because they're unsure about who they are and where they're going. And so the, the, the middle, the middle of the, the spine of America, the spine, the middle class of India, when it develops the middle Mm -hmm. class of China will fund the wealthy. And because they, they do the normal things, the wealth wealthy do not do normal things. They do completely, you know, they, they do, they don't, they don't save money. Wealthy people don't save money. They invest money. Wealthy people don't spend time or manage time. They, they, they take money. that's useless, they know it's useless and they buy, I'm gonna get a thousand employees. And then everybody's like, well, you know, that guy never works. He hired 1000 people to do work. This is an old story, by the way, you can go back to the King Tut. Okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a new story. It's like, how do you get wealthy? Well, you commit to massive action. How do you do massive action? You, you only have 40 hours a week or 80 or 100. Uh, Elon Musk says, hey, man, 100 hours. He works 100 hours a week. He, he, he does the video about the 100 hours. He's like, look, if I do 100 and you do 40, I win. He's a smart dude, too, by the way. Real smart guy. But he's nobody without the risk, without the big think, and without the massive action.
0: And why do you think, why do you think that everybody has so much trouble understanding this concept that they just have to amplify themselves? Why are they stuck in this? Is it, is it education? Is it the way like society, culture, what, what's
1: yeah, yeah, society, culture, education, uh, you've been taught, you've been
2: taught to be seen and not heard. And settle and buy a house, get an address, you know, um, Be a good boy. Yeah. Fit in. Uh, Family's everything. I hear this all
1: the time. God told me the other day, you know, family's the most important thing. No, bro, everything's important. It's all important.
2: And he looked at me, he's like, huh? I said, it's all important, pal. Okay, you can't tell me two kids are the most important thing
1: when they're going to grow up and leave you. Uh, Yeah, your marriage is important. It's not the most important thing. It's all most important. Money is important. You can't have a marriage without money. You can't take care of your parents without money. Fam- Family is the most important thing. Uh, if you don't have any money, you can't, like I'm, I got a buddy right now. He can't go see his dad that's in a coma. Not because he doesn't have the money to get there. He can't make contact because the hospital won't let him in. hmm so at that moment, what do you need? You need hospice care. Takes a lot of money. Uh, you want to be with your dad in his last days. You need him out of the hospital system, which means you need professionals, which means you need—I mean—you need some super money to do pull that deal off. Right now, right now we're in this moment where the the playing field has been leveled. Okay, you can have a private jet. You're not going anyplace. Everything's closed. So, but we never think like that, right? We, we, we don't think about situations like this. We, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't, the normal everyday person thinks everything's going to be fine. And then they're horrified when it's not,
2: who would have thought we'd have 25 million people out of work in America in four weeks. It, It could probably go to
1: 35 million people. See, nobody wants to confront the, the, the boogeyman, the middle class, the where we're – you know, if you just do everything right, everything's going to be fine, man. You know, it, it's like the two football teams in a high school. They both pray to God. I'm like, guys, you guys are praying to the same God to win the game tonight. Okay? Somebody's going to lose. God can't cover both sides here. <laughs> so, like, like who's going to win the game? The best prepared, the strongest – uh, the, 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 the ones with the best playbook, the ones that execute, the strongest, tightest team is going to win this game with the best players and the best plan. And God's not going to have anything to do with how this game turns out. So pe- people need new data right now. They need new data. You got people on the internet saying, hey, money won't make you happy. Yeah, it won't make you happy. Poverty,
2: poverty won't make you happy either. Money can't buy happiness. Poverty doesn't buy anything. But it That's, will allow you to hire people
0: So, grow I like a company. That. I like that yeah. point a lot. What's the, you know, I don't, I don't mind asking you this because now the Cardone University is free. So, you know, high level, what's the playbook for people out of a job, playing field leveled, what do they do? What's, uh, what's their next step? Mm-hmm.
1: Number one, number one, you just lost your job. You, you, if you just, if you're losing it right now, don't walk away from the job. If you just lost it this week, call the guy back and say, Hey, I don't mind losing my pay. I don't want to lose the job. Don't lose two things. Don't leave. Just cause you lost your job. Don't lose your title too. You know, people get all hurt, man. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, you know, If you, if you, if you don't want two losses, don't walk away from the job. If somebody, if a company fired me right now, I'll just tell you what we did. We, we have like, I work for a lot of people. Like a lot of people think I work for myself. I don't work for myself. I work for a lot of people. We have uh 50, 1800 people right now that pay us every month.
2: I'm like, let's call the 1800 before they fire us. Let's call them and work for nothing. So we started calling our clients. Hey, what can I do? Before you fire me, fire my services, before you cut us off, what can we do? Is it does it
1: need to be free? Do you need three months?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh do you need to go halfies? Do you need what, what do you need, man? I'll do whatever. Don't get rid of me. And 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 humbly plead it, beg if you have to. Please don't let me, okay? Like, like this goes back to what I was learning when I was a kid, man, I was 25 years old and I wrecked a car and a car dealer says, you're fired. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I went, went before I left, I sold somebody else another car and he forgave me. <laughs> so I had a guy yesterday, give me his resignation here, the works for us. He's, he's in one of our, one of our departments. Here. He's like, man, I, you know, I got it. I'm like, "Were you crazy? dude? you don't quit a job right now? You work for nothing if you have to. I've been working for nothing. 80% of what I do every day is for nothing. That's why we did Cardone U. Cardone U is free for everybody. I'll get, I'll get, uh, people will sign up for it later. Like, like if you were playing for the NFL right now, and, or, or in your case, in the Hockey League, NHL, right? You're like, just give me a shot. Just put me on the ice, man. They're not going to pay you to do that. It's going to be for free at first. People got to put their ego aside. Work for nothing for a minute so you don't lose your job and your
0: pay. That's what people have the hardest time doing. It's the ego that screws everybody.
1: Man, I'm not going to work for nothing. I'm worth more than that. You're not worth anything right now. Nobody's worth anything. People are freaking terrified right now, okay? You got people at Facebook losing their jobs. You got people that had million dollars. I had a $140 million deal under contract. Everybody associated with that deal lost their job. Get over it. Okay. You're a rapper, a comedian. You are going to tell jokes for free. You can't even get into, you can't get an audience to show up mm-hmm. in Mandalay Bay because Mandalay Bay shut down. The entire city was shut down. Everybody was fired. Like we let 40 people go. Everybody was like, Grant Cardone let 40 people go. Oh, uh, okay. You know, what was that? Make me a bad guy. Yeah, we going on employees. Everywhere. Like yeah, it's happening going on everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Disney let a hundred thousand people go. Guess what? that won't be the first time or the last time they let people go at Disney. So people need people right now. Number one, don't leave your job. Number two, if you left left your job, decide you're going to go get one. Number three, go work, go get, go, go trade your time with someone. Don't go home. Don't go home right now, unless you're going to start your own business, unless you're ready to go start your own gig and get to cranking, do not go home. Go work for someone for nothing right now so you can stay connected to other people.
0: That's, um, that's really good. Um, if, you, if, you, you know, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this and you want to check out, this is just like practical advice. It's just, uh, I think, you know, common sense isn't common. Yeah. To be quite honest. And the shit you're saying is like, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure out that you shouldn't, you know, quit, shouldn't walk away from jobs when the world's coming to an end. But like you said, people are doing it. So like, you know, put the ego aside, keep the relationships. Yeah, because you
1: need, you need people, people are the way out of this whole deal. There's not an idea that you're going to have that's going to get you out of this idea, this situation. Yeah. Everybody's going to get through this. Nobody's getting through it alone. I'm not, you're not, nobody, nobody gets through this alone. You need people right now. You don't need to go home and sit in your living room. The, The biggest problem with this quarantine thing is that people are left
2: alone with themselves. Yeah. You know, pe- people, people like, man, people hate on you, Grant. I ain't worried about them hating on me. I'm worried about me hating on me.
1: I don't need their approval or disapproval. It doesn't change how I feel about myself. Nobody can love me into loving me and nobody can hate on me enough that I start hating on. Me. And so, so right now people need to stay connected to people. Like I, I was just told here that A couple of my departments here think that they're more effective from home. I'm like, I don't care if you are or you're not, but we, we, we got to get back together.
0: I think, I think that if uh, you're sitting at home, you've just been laid off. The biggest detriment to yourself is going to be your own thoughts. You don't want, you don't feel like taking action. You're just, you're just beating yourself up. Like you said, and all that stuff is just mental. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no pandemic that's causing you to, like you said, not go out, get a job work for somebody maybe it's maybe it's maybe you're you know for free to start or whatever it looks like build those relations like a million things but i see people sitting at home i saw a tweet the other day uh some guy uh we get we a whole bunch of students got handed out like i don't know like 1750 a month for uh for a stipend and some guy he was offering jobs to students and they're saying no i'd rather just sit at home take the money yeah and it's just like Listen, that's not the way to be. This is gonna be over. There's gonna be an economy after this. There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be business after this. You gotta figure out how to how to ride the wave, ride out the tough times, but then you wanna excel when when stuff's good and things are gonna change for the better. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So um so no, that's that's uh, I really like the uh, the insight, man. I like seriously I appreciate it. That's really, really good. What do you what do you think is uh I wanna I wanna just ask a question about uh COVID, your thoughts on just very, very high level and then uh, just like some like life lessons you learned and everything else is awesome so i appreciate it um where do you think uh where do you think we're going to be after coronavirus how do you think it's going to change business the way we do business the way we interact
1: well you know i mean it's definitely going to change it's going to be it's going to be a rebirth of industries ideas new ways of doing things people are now more more open to to pivoting and figuring out how to do their business different um yeah. i think there's going to be tremendous opportunity on the other side of this it's going to be extremely painful while we go through this. I think a lot of people are underestimating just how long this goes. Uh, I asked people on Twitter last night, how, how many of you think this is three to six months, six months to nine months, nine months to a year, or 12 months to 18 months? Like the majority of the people thought it was going to be over in six months. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. This thing could be, yeah, this could be two or three years before this is over. I, I don't know. I know this, the world is definitely going to be different on the other side of this. And the, the good news is we all get through it. Everyone gets through this deal. The question is, how do you get through it? You know, you, you're going to have a bigger posse around you or smaller? Are you going to be better off or worse off? Uh, that dude behind me, he don't go anyplace. He, he's always got he, – He don't. You, you don't pay him anything. He's still not going
2: anyplace alone. He's going to hang with this tribe. He's going to, he's got, he's only as strong as the, the group he's with. And so
1: I know that everyone watching your show is going to get through this. They just got to decide right now on the other side of this, because we survive everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow the human species, we're like, we're like roaches, man. Like no matter what, we just keep coming back. Right. Um, the question though, is how do you come back? How does your family come back? How does your business come back? Does it come back better, or faster? It won't come back the same. So that's seven billion people. Everybody's gonna go through this transition right now and either get better or they're gonna get worse.
0: See it, you see it already in uh, just to sort of reiterate that point that in Wuhan, everybody's free to do whatever they want right now. And nobody's going to restaurants. Nobody's, you know, nobody's doing the things, acting the way that they thought, mm. you know, was normal before. So there's a there's a living, breathing example of a city that was, you know, the epicenter. Now, I don't think they have any more cases, but everything's all, you know, all screwed up. All business, all screwed up. Restaurant owners aren't, you know, they're not uh, they're not selling. They're not. No one's going anywhere. It's like a like a like a layer of fear. that's almost just like surrounding. So that's going to be that's going to be a thing, too. Like the, the, the aftermath. Um, what's next for you? What do you want to do? Expansion, if this didn't happen, I, I, this didn't happen. <laughs> uh, what's that? If this didn't happen, you know what was in the the, the game plan for uh, for? Uh, well,
1: you know? we we would have just kept doing what we were doing. Now now you know this is a blessing in disguise. Like we're we're forced to pivot now, and mm-hmm. so we're forced to uh, the the way my business was built. We would do another big event every year. Uh, We would slowly add people on Cardone University. This is going to be a massive expansion for us. When you you go, you take a $20,000, $30,000 product like Cardone University, all all of a sudden you offer it free to the public. You start promoting You know, free. I should should be able to get 25 million people on this product that are unemployed, just in America. It's just how well can I tell my story to get that information out? Because nothing else is going to help you get a job. An unemployment check doesn't help you get a job. It just gets you through for a minute. So sooner or later, you're going to have to go back and get a job. You're going to have to do the interview, do the pitch, find an industry to pick. So that, that, that video content is going to help people. It's going to help business owners that want to start a business. It's going to help people that want to start over. We're helping people figure out how to get their money from the government, how to figure out whether it even works or doesn't work, how to get on the other side of this. How do you actually make money, fund, fund a project? How do you cash flow a business? All that content at Cardinal University, I think – Uh, We look back out 10 months from now, we'll have more people, three or four times more people on Cardone University. The real estate, my real estate portfolio, we we should be able to double that here in the next uh, 12 to 18 to 24 months. I could have never done that in that period of time without this this crisis, if you will. Just got to lean into it, man. Just like when I was a young salesperson, I'll finish with this. When I was a young salesperson, I hated my job. It didn't get better until I committed to it. I had to commit to not liking it. I don't like what's going on right now. I hate this. I hate being quarantined. I hate not being able to expand. I hate like, I hate everything about it. Uh, I need to lean into it and like hug it out with it until I figure out how to, how to make the most of it. And, and turn a crisis truly into an expansion
0: beautiful all right um i think that's all i got i just wanted to uh, i wanted to tee this up and just you know say thank you for for joining um how do people uh get in touch with you if they want to reach out yeah more? where
1: wherever you're on social media it's grant uh grant cardone grant uh grant card uh yeah it's grant cardone
2: on huh? <laughs> any, any social media
0: i'm like what all is right, it cool. yeah you know? <laughs> On all the social. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then uh, what's, the, what's the Cardone University? CardoneU.com
1: to- is uh, free for 14 days. At the end of 14 days, you can decide whether to keep it or not. I think it's 99 bu- bucks a month. Uh, if you don't have the 99 and you need, you need longer than 14 days, just call my office and we'll get you
0: hooked up. I'll, I'll drop some of the links in the, uh, in the show links. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to- uh, No, to- brother.
1: We're all good, man.
0: All right. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate, appreciate you. Okay? All right. Cheers. Stay healthy, buddy. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash Clary. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story.